show 110 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. All right. This is the show. This is the show. This is the show. And Chuck and Sue, we have a uh. great show for you. <laughs> this is a real show as opposed to the last show, which got fucked up by Gizmo. Oh, Gizmo. No fail big time. I can't believe that it ate the last segment of our show. I know, but you know, you, <sighs> you handled it so beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there at my computer, I'm trying to edit it, and all of a sudden it's like, what happened to the last segment? Like, it was there, but it didn't, it just cut everything off. Oh, God. So that was annoying. So just to tell you, Gizmo, you, you have a big fail. Yeah, big, Gizmo big sucks. Fail. Hey, you're stepping on my wires. I, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get Jeez. organized here so that Jeez. the laptop isn't on my lap burning a hole in my leg. Oh, okay. It's the problem. So we're, we're doing this under great time pressure because... Because... We have to go... <laughs> <laughs> now the dog is trying to eat the wires. This show is going to be a big fail, too. Uh-huh. Um, because we have to go up to San Francisco. To audition. To audition. To, to do to, the live thing somewhere. Yeah. Now, we should mention that we have a live thing scheduled. Yes, um, July 28th? 26th? 28th? Something like that. <laughs> it's a Sunday. <laughs> right on top of things. <laughs> when we will be appearing as part of the San Francisco Theater Festival. And um, our bit is at 1220 mm-hmm. in the Metreon. Yes, I know. It's so exciting. Right downtown in San right? Francisco. Yes. And I have looked at the list of the other people who are going to be there. And it's going to be fabulous. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really want to be there all day and go to as many things yes. as I can. It looks great. Just totally great. There's, there's all kinds of wonderful things going on. The mm-hmm. cast from Wicked is going to perform. Um, uh, Bats Improv. Mm-hmm. Lots of, you know, well-known comedians. Uh, Custom-made theater, which I've worked with. Mm-hmm. 42nd Street Moon, which I've worked with. All great companies, you know, all doing little. It's, it's like little appetizers of the best of the Bay Area. It is. It's, yeah. it, and that includes us. It includes us. So it's, it's going to be great. Um, I think <clears throat> we haven't quite settled on exactly what we're doing. But, oh, I think oh, I know. Do you know what we're doing? I think we're doing Marjorie. Are we okay, the whole thing? Well, um, I think so because we had, or I had put down that it was, that it um, wasn't an adults-only show, so okay. I don't feel like we can do the, the KS and, uh-huh. you know. All right. Well, I think Marjorie will be a, a big hit. Big, I think big so. hit. I think It'll we'll be great. Marjorie. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait to wear the costume again. Oh, goody. Love that costume. I, and oh. I'm getting a new apron, so. Oh, good. Yay. That's great. Well, that'll be fun. So all you people in the Bay Area should come to that. And we should have the information up at the other website, the lookathisbutt.com website. Is right. It, is it up there? I think it is. Okay. I'm not sure. Okay. But it's up at our blog, too. Yes. And, and, and we will continue promoting yeah, that. And we'll keep reminding people. Because uh, they keep sending me emails asking if I'm promoting it. Yeah. And in other news of us, um, we got to talk with our friend Maynard again. Oh, yes. We had such a good conversation with him. He's so funny. Oh, it was a wonderful conversation. Um, he And he sent us back an email that I thought was just so sweet um, saying, you know, I'll have the show up really soon on his podcast, Maynard's Malaise. And he mm-hmm. said, um, the general public continues not to understand your love of Shatner, but I do, and that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, yes, it's always more important for the radio person yes. to be more with it mm-hmm. and on top of things than the public because that's why they turn to him yeah because he knows he knows he knows so it was great it, it was, it was so a funny. wonderful conversation we discussed star trek porn mm-hmm. and um the movie the movie and lots of about a thousand other things because yes. we just talked and talked um and then he sent us an email just this past week saying that there was a science fiction convention in australia near him and he was going to interview carl urban and did we have any questions <laughs> And the only question I could think of to ask him was, please ask if McCoy gets any in the next movie. <laughs> no, I like your first question. <laughs> Does he look like Gary Lockwood on purpose? Yes. <laughs> I, somehow I didn't think Carl Urban would really get that. Or if he did, he would not be happy about it. I did like Maynard's thing about um, he didn't think he could share our observations <laughs> on Chris Pine with any of the cast members. I, and I agree with him. I think that's true. But Although, you know what? I bet off the air he tells them and they go, yeah, he's... He's an idiot. He's a super idiot. So I'm looking forward to that, to what Maynard has to say. Oh, yes. And what Carl Urban has to say. So that will be great. And knowing him, if he actually does get to ask Carl Urban, he'll preface it with things like, look, I know these two women in America who have this show called Well, you know, he told... um, who is it? Weird Al Yankovic. I know. Us. So, I know. you know, he's, he's promoting. Also, one other thing. I think we discussed this on the air, news of us. Um, 
that uh, there was this this very sad moment that um, Thrillville was shut yes, down. The Parkway right. Theater yes. closed, and the Cerrito Theater, mm-hmm. where Will the Thrill and Monica Tiki Goddess, our our friends, did Thrillville and did Shack Fest, the fabulous Shack Fest. <clears throat> Excuse me. So. That was very sad, but Will, of course, was working very hard to get these things going elsewhere. And Thrillville apparently is moving to a theater in San Jose, which is very cool. But this year, Shatfest mm. is going to be in San Francisco. It's so exciting. Yes, and um, let's see. I posted the information on Facebook. I don't think we've put it up on the blog mm-hmm. yet, but we're very excited. Jack, the dog is trying to eat the computer wires. <laughs> That's a cat's job. You shouldn't do that. Um, and we're, we're, we're very excited about it. I think it's in July. Is it? Is it that soon? I thought it was later. Oh, maybe, maybe it look is. It up. But um, we'll be there as observers, if not actually on the stage at any point. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be lots of fun. He's showing Impulse and Kingdom of the Spiders. Oh. It's a, a double feature. Because oh, you got to show Impulse. Oh, well, yeah. It's just, it's the best movie ever. I just love it. It is amazingly terrible and wonderful in its terribleness. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm having phlegm. Well, you know, it's it's hot here in the Bay Area for a change, which is just crazy. Yep. Summer has finally come. Um, let's see. So that's news. Uh, continue to follow us on Twitter or me and and me meaning us and then um go to itunes and leave more reviews because we need more reviews yes. so do it just we, go. we need that itunes love we do because we want to be up there there are so many other stupid star trek podcasts i mean honestly not to uh impugn other podcasts but, but let's do are. it <laughs> if we can say chris pine is an idiot yeah um, yeah, so just make sure we're up there because we deserve to be up there. Yeah. We're the best. We're unique. We are. That's the thing. We are unique. Yes. So should we do the news from around Bill's butt? Let's do it because Bill has been all over the place lately. As, as usual. As usual, promoting everything and anything. Um, it was funny that he's promoting the book again, but I guess it's because it's out in paperback now. But it's been out in paperback for a little has while. It? Oh, yeah, well, so, I don't know. Well, you know. Whatever. B- Bill Shills, you know. <laughs> and if he doesn't have something new, he'll fall back on the old stuff. Yes. So Bill, last week, was on The Tonight Show, mm-hmm. which is now being hosted by Conan O'Brien. Uh, to me, a huge improvement because I never liked Jay Leno. <laughs> and uh, Conan and Bill have uh, just this this weird, you know, on-screen, I hesitate to use the word chemistry, <laughs> but outrageousness. The only one who gets Bill to be more outrageous, I think, is um, Craig Ferguson. Yes. Because the two of them are insane. But um, I didn't get to watch it when it was on. I figured I'd watch it on the, on the intertubes mm-hmm. later. And before I could watch it, there was, you know, this controversy. It was in all the papers that... You know, Bill was misbehaving on the show, and one of them said, William Shatner, um, sweating and appearing drunk. Um, <laughs> I saw that. And, you know, foot Conan O'Brien the bird, and I'm going, oh, my God, Bill, what have you done? <sighs> and, of course, the prude set on the Shatner website were just like, you know, not, not happy. Oh, you got to have a sense of humor. You really do. Well, apparently some people get by without it. So, <laughs> so we just watched it. And first of all, it was very, very funny. It Bill was. was being completely outrageous. Conan was being outrageous mm-hmm. with him. And to me, it was very obvious that uh, none of this was shocking to Conan. Oh, no, not he at all. He didn't think Bill was being rude, and it did look planned. Well, as the, the prudes were clicking their tongues on the Shatner site, the... Uh, Paul, who is the webmaster there, but who is also the guy who goes and films the things for the Shatner Project. Mm-hmm. So he had been there with mm-hmm. Bill because he did a backstage at the Conan show thing. He said, um, those bits are planned and rehearsed. <laughs> and so it's not like, oh, poor Conan had to put up with naughty Bill. <laughs> it was very funny. It was great. And, I mean... They know that Bill's going to be like that when he's on the show. That's, that's, what, why, they that's why they have him on the show, because he's crazy and he'll say anything and he, he'll be outrageous. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, Conan's a professional host. That's his job is to host the stuff like that and to, to let it build to that it gets more outrageous so that people are going to tune in. Right, yeah. So he's like really egging Bill on yes. with the stuff he's throwing in. Yes. It was very funny. It was great. It was really, really good. And, um, you know, I was thinking about, Bill told the story again about um, being stopped for speeding while he was wearing mm-hmm. his Captain Kirk uniform. And I was trying to remember if that's the way it actually, he, he's told it before. It seemed different to me somehow. It's different every time. Yeah. It, he's kind of shortened it a little bit. Yes. Because I think when we saw him at whatever convention we saw him, it was a much longer story with a lot more embellishment in it. And this time he just kind of made it into a 20-second. Well, Bill, um, as a pro, is aware of time. Mm-hmm. So he knows how much time he's got, and he's not going to get cut off so the story has no point. Mm-hmm. He's not going to let that happen. Mm-hmm. So, And I thought it was interesting in the backstage at Conan thing that um, Paul had, had posted, you know, Bill was talking about uh, that Conan has just relocated mm-hmm. to L.A. for The Tonight Show, and, and Bill thought it would be amusing to, because he has gone cross-country several mm-hmm. times. He's, he's driven, he's hitchhiked, he's flown and, and everything. And he thought it would be, you know, amusing to, to talk about some of his adventures. And I thought, yeah, so this, is, this isn't, you know, just spontaneous conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know, I've known, known that for years about the guests on the talk shows, that they do like a pre-interview. Yeah, yeah. well, they it, have to know. It can't be totally spontaneous. Now, the story that he told about hitchhiking and sleeping on the beach at Santa Barbara mm-hmm. and then um, having to go pee near a train and seeing someone in the train, do you think that any of that actually happened? Um, I think it's quite possible that, I, I mean, we know he hitchhiked, mm-hmm. and I, I, I would bet that he did sleep on the beach at Santa Barbara mm-hmm. and did have to get up and pee, and it was near a train track. Uh-huh. Possibly a train came by. None of the rest of it ever happened. <laughs> because Bill it has said he makes these things up. He's yes. an entertainer. He knows his job. Uh-huh. And he had a punchline at the end of it, which made mm-hmm. me all the more suspicious that yes. it was just a complete fabrication. Yes. Okay, just wanted to see if you agree with that. Yes. Oh, Bill. Um, and then he was on uh, Regis. He was the co-host. He was the co-host. And uh, he was tweeting about that all week. It was like every day. They're reminding people, don't forget <laughs> to tune in. Okay, thanks. I remember now. But neither of us have seen that yet. Right. So. But it, from I haven't heard about any misbehavior mm-hmm. or flipping of the bird. Mm-hmm. Well, he only does it on late night television. Oh, okay. See, <laughs> like daytime television. Yeah. He is. He's Bill. He knows everything. That's right. Um, just to backtrack for a second, I did look up the uh, Shatfest thing while okay. we were chatting. And it is in July. You're absolutely right. It's Thursday, July 23rd at 7.30 p.m. It's at Frank Lee's legendary four-star theater, which is at uh, Clement and 23rd Avenue, one block off of Geary in the Richmond District. Okay. And so our thing is on the 26th, right. that Sunday. That's right. So it's so all it's, happening. It's, it's a Shatnerific week. It is. Lots with, of Shatner. With butt girls. With butt girls. In San Fran. And twice. everything. Yeah. And um, it says that he's got 35-millimeter uh, prints of both of these things, Impulse and Kingdom of the Spiders. Oh, cool. Now, yeah. I, you know, we knew he had Impulse. I didn't know about Kingdom of the Spiders. Yeah. But we love Will. We love Monica. Mm-hmm. And we think Shatfest is uh, just so... It, so wonderful, and you know we're going to have to start pushing him to do something for Shatmoy. Oh, I think so. I think that's entirely appropriate. Yes. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Um, do we want to cover a couple more things here, or what? How do we want to? How do we want to do this thing? Um, well, we have been hearing from our fabulous listeners, <laughs> and. Um, th- th- let, let's let's talk about some of the comments we've gotten, and then uh, then we'll take a break because I need to get some stuff. Oh, up on okay. My Do you want me? I don't have all the comments handy. Do you have them committed to memory? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, because I do. Have, you? Do you really? Yeah, because I have nothing else to do but memorize comments. Well, while you're getting them up, I want to okay. talk about what you posted to the blog. The beautiful pictures oh, of Nichelle. Just oh. Frederick is so cool. Yeah, I have to say, I'm yes. so glad that we're we're like checking in and we're promoting his blog. And he had a whole great post about Nichelle and playing Uhura and all of these pictures. I never saw most of those pictures before. No, and you know oh. what I was thinking, and I, I've always thought this, but I haven't brought it up. Here she is. She has just this incredibly beautiful, voluptuous body, mm-hmm. and 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 is a beautiful woman. And she's playing this character who's very intelligent mm-hmm. and, um, and 
although completely professional, you know, we've seen her, you know, snap back at Kirk and, and you know, so she's, she's strong. She can, you know, get on his case and everything like that. But you know what strikes me? In the midst of all that, uh-huh. she has the sweetest smile. Oh, doesn't she? Oh, I just love that screen cap of her where yeah. she's smiling like that. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's just, it's like she's the whole package, <sighs> you know? How can you not love Uhura? Beauty, brains, passion, intelligence. <sighs> she's just great. Everybody should be in love with her. That's right. If you're not already, you should be. You should be. Go look at those pictures and you will be. <sighs> okay. So I got some comments here. Now, I, I want to just um, do the YouTube thing first. So we've had that video up there for years and years and years. And you had, what, filmed it with your camera? From yes, your, from your the TV. And I'm narrating it. It's uh, the, the blowjob on the bridge. From Spock's Brain. From Spock's Brain. And it's right at the end of the, the teaser when uh, Sulu and Chekhov sort of Splat. No, it's, it's at the beginning of the thing. Oh, the next segment right after yes. that? Okay. After the teaser. That's right, after the teaser. So everybody has collapsed to the ground on the bridge, and they're in a very compromising position. And it's funny because it really looks that way. And we've gotten comments on it before. Most of them are like, oh, that's so funny. But this week we got a comment from Sci-Fi Dude 42 <laughs> Which means there's 41 other guys out there using the handle Sci-Fi Dude. And he says... Old are you 15? If you knew your bridge configuration, you'd know that the entire astrogator panel is located between Chekhov's head and Sulu's crotch, so they're at least two to three feet apart. Grow up and get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> well, he told and us. He sure told us. <laughs> I am so ashamed. I am. Oh my god. And the thing is, the, the most insulting thing of all is he revealed our age. <laughs> love that comment because it's first of all it's that this is a disaster comment it right there is. it totally is it's um the fact that this guy sci-fi dude 42 clicked through to watch a video called the blowjob on the bridge right <laughs> like like what was he thinking you know he's like what could this be uh, someone is wrong on the internet i must i must put a stop to this right and then he has to leave as a comment Scolding and tisking and wagging his finger at us, saying, Grow up, get your minds out of the gutter. And explaining, and then he has to explain to us why we're wrong. Yeah, and it's because, it's of, because. Of, of things that, that guys worry about, like where the astrogator panel is, whatever the fuck is that, that is. That's like an alligator that evolved to become an astrogator. <laughs> oh, thank you. An astrogator. He's friends with the space crocodile. Oh, my God. And then that he, would be a great cartoon, <laughs> The Adventures of Astrogator. <laughs> a little helmet on it. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the space breathing bubble. The bubble. A giant one right, to get his whole right. long snout in. <laughs> the thing that I absolutely love, though, is that he specifies they're at least two to three feet apart. I, like... <laughs> And your point is... Because they have to be at least... Because any closer than two feet would be gay, right? Right, right. right. Two feet is the minimum for, for gay. <laughs> if you, you break the gay wall. Exactly. If you're closer than two feet, then the gay could sneak in there when you're not looking <laughs> and possibly do something and convince you. So they're at least two to three feet apart. Yep. Better if they're further apart, but at least two to three feet at apart. At least. I love that. In fact, I think they're probably in different time zones. <laughs> So thank, uh, thanks, thanks, Sci-Fi Dude Forty Two. <laughs> so as as to your advice, um, grow up. Not possible. No, not Get your happening. minds out of the gutter. Never. Not happening. Absolutely not. Have you listened to our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe he's the guy we scared into thinking he was gay. Oh. And he's just recovered, and to see if he was really recovered, he went and looked at this just and, to see, and and found he was just all all see. fucked up again. Oh, I love it. You, you know, speaking of the this is a disaster comment, which came about because of that Star Trek cake. cake. Apparently that is quite a famous comment now throughout the Star Trek uh, it spread world like of, of the internet. Nerds and, are upset. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I have seen other things talking about the this is a disaster comment, you know, on other Star Trek topics not having to do with cake. 
So um, oh, it's classic. It is. It is classic, and it has to be in all caps. Of course. And I also love the fact that it it's in all caps, but it doesn't have an exclamation point. <laughs> There's a very subtle difference between caps with an exclamation point and caps without an exclamation point. That it has a period at the end is just like, this is a statement of fact, and I'm not really, sh I'm not standing up and shouting. I'm just putting it in caps to call it to your attention. He's just being emphatic. He's being emphatic, yeah. Because only crazy people use all those exclamation points. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a disaster. Okay. Here are the comments on the um, Star Trek Pez dispenser. So um, <laughs> Logan told me about this. I forget what we were talking about. Oh, I, I had given him um, an extra uh, hover bike from Burger King because his boyfriend <laughs> Christian also collects the toys, and we're like toy geeks together. Okay. So I said, I got an extra one. Does he want it? He's like, oh, yeah, you have to give it to me. So um, he said, did you see the thing about the Pez dispenser? And I was like, no, what are you talking about? And so he sent me the link to it. And it got picked up on io9 and a couple other places. But oh, okay. They're available at Etsy, which I love. You can get all this. That's where your thing came from, the, the Kirk thing. Oh. I bought that on Etsy. Oh, it's a, okay. a great marketplace for handmade stuff. And um, somebody figured out how to take those Pez dispensers and turn them into flash drives by essentially taking a flash drive and gluing it in there, but making it really useful so that you could, you know, put it back together. And he did several of them, and the Sulu one was just the funniest. So we <laughs> blogged about it. And these were the comments. Um, from Pinky Fantastic, I want to I want one just to say I keep all of my important documents and files in Sulu's pants. <laughs> <laughs> and then Zan said, I agree with the comment above. <laughs> well, who doesn't? And then Chad said, I have to stick my dongle where? <laughs> <laughs> and then Frederick from My Star Trek Scrapbook says, when you insert the Sulu drive into your computer's hot and sweaty USB drive <laughs> slot, a sound file in George Decay's voice says, oh my. <laughs> we love our listeners. Oh, and we great. love that whole exchange. That was perfect. Now, also you had sent me a link on how you can make your Pez dispenser. Yeah, there's how instructions. You can do it yourself. You can actually do it yourself. Because apparently on that site, you mm -hmm. can't get a Kirk one. That's right. I know. And that's, uh, that's a disaster that, right there. That is a disaster. So I'm wondering, I'm, I'm assuming that... The, the person who makes them makes a whole bunch of different kinds. They've t I, I browsed around. They've taken, like, the Disney ones and, I forget, some Star Wars ones and made flash drives. If you sent them a Kirk Pez dispenser, I bet they would make it into a flash drive for you. Really? I'm, I'm just guessing. I mean, why not? Well, if all you really need is glue... Yeah, but it's a pain in the ass to do that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, I thought that, you know, that's right up your alley. You yeah. makes a, you know, a, 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 so. a USB lightsaber space <laughs> dildo. That's true. I don't know. Given that somebody's already done it, I feel less inspired because it's not an original creation. Oh, like, okay. if it was my idea, then I would probably get it together. But they are cool. Yeah. And people should go out and buy them because they are extremely They cool. are cool. I yeah. mean, how, how great would that be to, to whip that out? And, I know. Oh, it's my space dongle. Um, <laughs> I got it from an astrogator. An astrogator, yeah. Speaking of Kirk things that are here in the room, I have to tell you, my mom was visiting <laughs> and, you know, she, she came in and, and uh -huh. she saw my big cardboard Kirk. And she says, who's that? And I said, it's, it's William Shatner. She goes, he doesn't look like that. Uh, not now. <laughs> and I said, he did. <laughs> so that I just That'd be good. Bring that up. You know, if we had unlimited bandwidth and more technology, I think we should set up a webcam for the the big cardboard Kirk, <laughs> just to see if he, just to see if anything happens. Yeah. You know, and that might inspire us to do other stuff with him. I mean, I know you've got the Valentine's Day stuff around his neck. But yes, and he's got my um, various uh, ID badges. Your passes from, and things, from yeah. Conventions and, and you know, we do put a hat on him at Christmas time and all yeah. that. But you know, I think it would be good. It would be very reassuring to just check in at the webcam, see that he's here. Kind of keeping an eye on things. Nothing you, has changed. Do you think we could um, become as popular as the puppy cam? Ooh, I don't know. Because, you know, first of all, there were like five of them. Yes. And they were in motion. That's true. And they were puppies. And they were puppies. And they were really cute puppies, yeah. too. Probably not. They're, you know, there really aren't ugly puppies. Yeah, there are. Really? I've, yeah, I've seen some. Oh, okay. It's not very attractive. But I gotta say, you know, in the early days of the internet, the very early days of the internet, so this is 1990 mm -hmm. when I was at Berkeley, um, the first webcam I ever saw was one that was on a pot of coffee in um, the offices of some science lab at Oxford University. And they did it because they could. 
and it was black and white, uh-huh. and it was about this big, you know, like like one by one. Mm-hmm. That's as big as you could get on the internet at that right, point. Right. And it was just the coffee pot that they had, which, you know, sometimes it would be full, sometimes it was empty, sometimes you'd actually see in that, you know, really jerky motion of the early internet, someone come and take it away <laughs> and make some coffee. I love that thing. Well, you know, when I was working at Apple, not too far from my desk was the candy stash. Mm-hmm. And there was a jar where, you know, if you were eating candy, you threw some money mm-hmm. in. And every couple of months, the person in charge of the candy stash took the money and went to Costco and bought a whole bunch more candy. And um, we, we came up with the idea that we really should have a candy cam. Mm. Because we thought it might help people resist the candy if they knew... Someone was watching. Someone was watching, mm-hmm. and, and we go, oh, David's at the M&M's again. You know, <laughs> we set up for a, a very, very brief time, you know. And, and the fun thing about it was, at first we didn't tell anybody. Oh. <laughs> we just watched. We just watched. Uh-huh. <laughs> I get it. And I think they came up with the idea because apparently I was not doing a very good job of monitoring who was at the candy. Oh, was that your job? I, I don't know, <laughs> but I was I was the person who had the easiest view, which was very strange because I was losing weight. I uh-huh. was, you know, really working hard at it, and I could just turn my head and see a mountain of candy at any point during the day. But apparently, I was not reporting on who was, you know, eating M and M's. And this was a high priority at Apple. In our silly little group, <laughs> it, it sure was. No wonder they laid us all off. <laughs> And took away our foosball. Oh, when Steve found out about it, he was furious. <laughs> Speaking of Steve, yeah, the bad reporter had a great thing oh, I didn't about see it. Steve's liver transplant. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure it was bad reporter. It it said um, other liver transplant recipients were in an uproar because Steve had received the eye liver, <laughs> and their livers did not have internet access. <laughs> I think that's true. I think, yeah. I, I, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, I thought so. Oh, all right. Well, why don't we take a little break? I think that's and a good idea. And then we have uh, so much more stuff to talk about. Okay. So let's just, let's just do it. Okay, good. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Speak up. Comments to lookathisbutt at gmail.com. More fun stuff at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. This podcast recorded on an Apple PowerBook with GarageBand. This is TSFPN.com, the sci-fi podcast network. you found the best podcasts in the universe. Okay. okay. Is this the show again? This is the show again. Okay. And the show's called Look at His Butt, and it's two of us talking about <clears throat> Star Trek and stuff. And stuff. And stuff and things and things and stuff. Now, in the last segment, we did news from us, mm-hmm. news from around Bill's butt, mm-hmm. and now it's news from you, because everything we're talking about now was sent to us by our wonderful listeners. I love our listeners. They God, are, they're great. They are so good. And you know, the, some of the stuff they send us, I would never in a million years have found. Mm-hmm. Ever, ever, mm-hmm. ever. And this first thing is one of them. This came from one of our regular wonderful people, Cuvmo. And I know several shows ago we were talking about wall murals. Yes, we were. And, in fact, it might have been from the same site, but well, I'm not really but sure. Well, but they were just spaceships. They, they were. They were sort of stars and space fields and ships and stuff. And they were yeah. kind of kind of new agey looking. Right. Actually. Now, this one. This is much better. Is the Star Trek Enterprise Bridge Chair Rail Pre-Pasted Mural. Mm-hmm. And it's fabulous. Mm-hmm. And the, the picture they have put here, um, where the person has their desk set up mm-hmm. and, you know, the whole thing. Furnished in early Ikea. Yes, furnished <laughs> in early Ikea, which is very fitting. And it's the original bridge, yes. not the, uh, the new With beautiful lighting. Bridge. Look at yes. this. It's, it's sort of in dim light, and all the panels underneath are illuminated in a beautiful blue. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I have to point out is that 
the, uh, the box with tribbles in it next to the person's computer is the same color as the doors yes. and the derailing on the actual bridge. It's great. And it's only $149. And it's pre-pasted. Yes. So, you know, I'm looking around this room and going, the only mm. wall I've got has, you know, big bookshelf oh, yeah. and everything. But, gee, you it, know. And then you contact one of those guys, like, who made their own uh, chairs, you know, Captain Kirk chairs. and It's great. It says... Star Trek Enterprise Bridge Chair Rail Pre-Pasted Mural Description. That was like seven nouns in a row. <laughs> bullet, bullet point one, gigantic. Bullet point two, for the ultimate Trek fan. That would be us. Yes. Bullet point three, spruce that plain room into the bridge. Can you really <laughs> use the word spruce like that? I don't know. For those that are thinking of redecorating their house, now is the perfect time. <laughs> this enormous wall mural of the Star Trek Enterprise Bridge measures approximately 6 feet tall by 10 feet wide. Wow. It's pretty big. Um, I love the next paragraph. Instead of using normal peel-and-stick technology, because that's so yesterday, <laughs> roommates' XL murals are printed on a revolutionary pre-pasted material called Sure Strip which makes it much easier to install such large wall graphics. They're not peel and stick. They are pre-pasted and water activated. So you just dip it into water, wait a minute, and then apply to the wall. So it's kind of like pre-pasted wallpaper. Yeah. That's interesting. Yep. Huh. It goes up in minutes, and it removes easily, too. You can just pull it off the wall. So if you're the kind of person who decided that without telling your significant other or your family that this is what you were putting in the living room and they came home and you were like, look, honey, this is what I did. Isn't it great? And they totally freaked out on you for making the living room look like the Bridge of the Enterprise. You can just peel it down because that might happen. Okay. Now, here's some other interesting uh, things is uh, the people who bought that also bought... <laughs> Um, the Star Trek Circle Mini Tin Case, mm -hmm. which, you know, is like what you put your fruitcake in yes, at yes, Christmas or your to, cookies. Uh -huh. to send around. But there's one of these things I have to, to click through to, which is the Star Trek Vulcan Nerve Pinch T-shirt. Looks like it has a cartoon Ooh, on it. Oh, it does, doesn't it? It's, uh, and so I'm let's clicking make, through. Let's embiggen it okay. to see what it says. It's, it's how to perform it. Hey, oh, now that's oh, useful. That would be useful. Can you make it even bigger? That's what I'm trying to figure out no it doesn't seem oh to. it's very hard to actually see what it says i yeah. can't read it i can't either but it does show spock taking somebody down with yeah. it oh see it needed to be bigger i i think the joke is completely lost yes mm. yes well that's a drag yeah but um i gotta say that that wall mural is really impressive and there is quite a list you, of other things they have. They have uh, a medical tricorder, mm -hmm. gold phase and communicator, <gasps> USB, a lightsaber USB glow lamp. Wow. Well, we already have one of those. <laughs> um, Star Trek movie Enterprise vehicle. Oh, oh! can I just point out yes. that um, the one that we were looking at, the wall mural, was mm -hmm. the chair rail version. There's a bigger version. <gasps> oh! Star Trek Enterprise Bridge full-size wall mural, which Where costs $100 find that? more. It was, it's actually linked down at the bottom. See that, that link next to the Spock t-shirt? Oh, I thought it was the same no, one. No, it's actually a different one. This oh, one okay. is, uh, <gasps> it's bigger. It's 9 by 15. <gasps> See? Oh. It's absolutely huge. Really? And I wonder if it's the same people who have it in the other room of their house, like they have two of them. <laughs> the little one and the big one. Gigantic. Mind-blowing. Oh, no. My mind is feeling blown. You'll dazzle your friends with this. <laughs> of course you dazzle, will. Dazzle. I'm dazzled. It's time to transform your room into the bridge of the Enterprise. Hey, there's a Star Trek sca Scrabble game. Really? Yeah. <gasps> You're right. There is. Wow. I like all these links. Yeah. Hey, look, there's a Star Trek metal business card holder with Spock giving the Vulcan salute there. <laughs> That's right. Oh, see, this is like the stuff on Amazon when, uh -huh. when you know, people who you may also like. It'd be good. But then oh, they list, look like... at the Scrabble board. It's really cool looking. Oh, 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 oh. oh I have to it's, go look. It's, it's, um, it's a, a board that's um, oh. square, but it's round. and then um, It's square, but it's round. No, it's got a round thing in the middle of it. And then it's got pictures of the, the people on the sides. I like that. Go for a triple word score. Look at the words they've got. Ensign, Tholian, 
Andoria Romulan. Andoria? I think it's Andor. I think it's Andor, too. This is a disaster. Oh, I can't believe it. Jesus. What's wrong with them? Oh, lots of good crap. Now, the picture that they put on the front of the Star Trek Scrabble game uh -huh. looks like the same as is on the scene it that you gave me, which we still it have is. to play, by the way. That's right. So it must be part of the same marketing effort. <laughs> Go for a triple word score. <laughs> and then, friends, it's on the board. When it comes to family <gasps> fun. Oh, that's great. So much crap that's out here. Now, I have to tell you that um, I pre-ordered some of that Romulan ale. <laughs> Uh-huh. And it still hasn't come yet. It was supposed to be released the beginning of June, and then they pushed it back to the end of June, and then they pushed it back to even more the end of June, and I'm still waiting for it to show up. So I hope that all of this stuff is actually going to ship on time. I'm a little nervous. Is that going to turn into the same thing as that little teddy the bear teddy, that I see, tried to get? See, that's what I'm, I'm wondering about. It's just it's making me a little bit nervous. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Cuvmo, thanks for... Um, it's awesome. Ah. Uh, it's so completely awesome. For sending us this link because mm -hmm. uh, there's some amazing crap there. And you know what else? Yeah. We, it's it's full. It's got to be full of other media conquered, like the the circular tin. That's true. And Scrabble games, circular tin. Yep. There's yep. just there's so much. So we'll be adding those. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, uh, let's do the cakes next. Oh, the cakes. Okay. Talk about this is a disaster. <laughs> Now, I've got to figure out who the cakes came from. Who sent us Enterprise Cake? Ruru. <laughs> Thank you, Ruru. Okay. Um, this is a site called Cake Rex. Uh-huh. And they have these, these various cakes. Well, I think the subtitle says it all. Where professional cakes go horribly, hilariously wrong. <laughs> yeah. And so they show these various um, Star Trek cakes, mm -hmm. and one is a gigantic Enterprise. It's huge. And to, to, so you can see the scale. There's a guy standing there taking a bite out of the saucer section. Yeah, it must be easily six feet long. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And, um, and the, the, uh, the support structure took him and his brother three days to weld. Unless any of you should question his Trekkie status, he also tells me the ship design is the NCC-1701 refit used in the first three movies. Okay, Ed, I think we believe you. See, this is a cake I could get into because the nacelles are made from a mixture of Rice Krispie treats and white chocolate. Really? Where does it say it, that? Keep scrolling and you'll oh. see. Oh, okay. So there's a little, like, yeah. And look, there's a, there's a podcast dog in the background of that picture where he's making the nacelles. <laughs> <laughs> look. Is that a dog or a cake? I think it's, well, that's a really good question. Maybe it is a cake. It sure looks like, it looks like Buster a little bit, actually. It does. Wow. That's a beautiful cake. Oh, and look, he's got another cake that looks like, um, what is that? What kind of wedding is that? It's a, 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 um, a Vulcan groom really? and a Klingon bride. Wow. And that, you know, that's a beautiful cake. It is. And you go down further and there's a close-up and, uh. And here's the group wedding portrait. Oh, wow. Look at all those people. Look at the costumes. Mm -hmm. So it, this was taken in the Star Trek experience in Vegas. And it's um, people at a wedding and everybody is in costume. Yep. And they're beautiful, elaborate costumes as well. Wow. And um, apparently the uh, maid of honor brought a weapon. Yes, a big one. Yeah. The batla. The batla. Now the cake below that I think is gorgeous. <gasps> Look at that. It is oh. a beautiful like gold cake with the Starfleet insignia on top. Oh, that's oh, And they've beautiful. cut out a slice so we yeah. can see how delicious it is. Oh. And um and they don't know who made that. But it's it's gorgeous. It's mm -hmm. my favorite in the collection. And then there's really kind of a icky red cake. Yeah, I don't really the like that. The concept's good, but it's a red shirt cake. Yeah. So are you going to eat it? Poison. Probably poison. Poison. But um, it's a red cake with the insignia on it and the words, to boldly go, dot, dot, dot. And then um, there is a whole spread here. Really beautiful. Wow. And with triple cupcakes. Yeah. And the cake, the top cake, there's like three cakes. It's a wedding cake. Has the date and make it so written on it. The miniature wormhole <laughs> says to boldly go, and I'm pretty sure the cupcakes are supposed to be tribbles. 
I mean, that that second cake there where they did the photos all around the side. Oh, they're beautiful, beautiful yeah. cakes. And then um, here is the, this is a disaster cake. <laughs> okay, can I just read you one of the comments here? Yes. Here we go. This is, this is like irony, not squared, but to the 10th power or something. Okay. Somebody says, uh, and the controversy about wrong seating positions in a cake, get a life. Of course they don't know about Star Trek. They're cake designers. They know about decorating cakes. Scotty in the navigator seat, really? That deems it a total wreck? So here's someone getting saying, you people who are so obsessed <laughs> with this, get a life, stop worrying about it. The very next line in their comment says, I hate to say it, but lithium is a metal and doesn't come from crystals. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe that person could clarify the astrogator thing for us. Is it possible to give a blowjob if you're sitting in the navigator seat, and at the least guy, two, three feet away, give, you know, sitting in the other seat, it, does the astrogator panel get in the yeah. way? At least two to three feet. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? In that cake, doesn't look to me like the astrogator panel's in the way. But um, further in the comments, I did read some of the comments. There was one saying, you know, the, the, this is a disaster <laughs> cake is the least impressive because basically it's a cake where they put figures on mm -hmm. top of it. So... Oh, I love those cakes. Yeah, we could get a cake like that. But see, I wouldn't want to eat it. But yeah. then I would want to eat it because I love cake. And, yeah. and I would just, you know, take big handfuls of it and shove it in my mouth. Yeah. And nobody wants to see that, really. I wonder if we should um, send them our, our ice cream cake. <gasps> That's true. We should do that. It was beautiful. It was our it was. first anniversary. I and know. coming up, what is it, like our third or fourth? Something like that. I had forgotten that. Ugh. This podcast is getting old, but it never gets tired. Never, never. And we'll never run out of things to talk about. <laughs> never. Ever. Ever. So that was Cake Rex, A Trek Through the Stars. And I thought it was wonderful. Uh, it's beautiful. So thanks for sending that in because it's awesome. Okay. Now, uh, the um, bad fanfic. <laughs> now, something just came up telling me fanfic. .net is brought to me by somebody.something. Oh, really? They, they did get bought by someone. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. I still have this open. What, the cakes? No, no. The, um, the, fan, the bad fan fiction. Okay, but I wanted to see who sent oh, it who to... Oh, who sent it to us? Uh, fanfic. Die. Oh, in Australia, Die? Yes. Yes. And she's, she describes it as uh, fanfic too funny to ignore. Someone posted this link on st.com and it is a marvelous example of hysterical fanfic with English as a second language. It only runs to 288 words, so I thought you might enjoy it. So um, should we read this? I think we should. Now, I have to question um, whether this is real or fake. I know. Because it's so bad. And it, it's got so many errors, and uh, granted, you know, this is supposed to be someone who doesn't have English as a first language, but could that be true? Could it really be that? I don't know. Well, it was written by Story Provider, mm -hmm. who has written five stories. And I'm just trying to check that out right now, and I got the same thing you did. Fanfiction.net is brought to you by Current TV, and it's kind of popped me to a place where I don't really want to be right now. Now, here's something interesting. This story is rated T. What's that for? Oh, teens. Oh, teens. Okay. Okay. So here are the other stories that Story Provider has written. Oh, they're from Finland. Ah. Author has written five Finland, stories. Finland, Finland, <laughs> Finland. Okay. Uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, Half-Life, Superman, Star Trek The Original Series, and Doom. I am from another country, so my England language is not good, but bad because I'm just learning it. I hope you enjoy my stories I have wrote here, this person says. Okay. So, here's Star Trek Return of Khan. Mm-hmm. Jennifer... Uh, okay, there's no caps in any of this. Well, we'll tell you when we get to them. Genesis device has exploded, but Khan was thought dead, but wasn't. He was alive because... Because Genesis device was life device, so it not kill, but regenerate people. So, Khan is a life. That's our first paragraph. That, that's the first sentence and the first... Oh, sorry, first two sentences and the first paragraph. So he walked around <laughs> Genesis Planet <laughs> and 10 Grissom Starship and Klingon Starship 
an Enterpriser sip, come on planet, but no tea him because they didn't sod him. You know what this is like? This is like when people are trying to do stuff on Twitter. And they got fat fingers or they're on some, like, a train that's shaking. And you get this weird garbled stuff with strange misplaced letters. Okay, so this is a, a Twitter adventure. Then their boss fight, their Kirk deaded Klingon chef guy leader. Chef guy leader, I like that. I do too. Who fall to lava. Ah. But Teren Kirk Saf Khan. I thought you were deaded because Reliant ship destroyed because Genesis was explode. Someone said that. I think it was Kirk. Mm-hmm. No, Khan said and ponted and yelled. And now it's all caps. All caps. You vake me and marin me to planet but ten make me do suicide and I am alive because Genesis vus lif e devise. So I'm alive thanks to it. And you will day. What does Marin mean? I don't know. Chestnut? <laughs> Marin. Okay. And Marin need to plan. Maroon. Maroon. Oh, what a maroon. <laughs> but he wouldn't die, Nav. Now we're in quotes again. I this, and Kirk is talking, but he sounds an awful like, lot like George Bush to me. <laughs> But you are evil, and I had to do it because you are evil. You're right. Sounds exactly like that. <laughs> Kirk say, but Khan was rage. Was he rage. jumped to Kirk and punged him. <laughs> Two. <laughs> but was deflect by wrist. <laughs> Is he Wonder Woman? <laughs> he took Klingon Kamena, dear guys, laser gun, who was dead because Kirk killed him. Before, so before five months later, yeah. yeah. So Khan aimed the laser gun to Kirk, and he was to dying. Oh no! <laughs> but Kirk didn't die. Oh, thank God! I was so worried because there was transport beam. Because he had called Klingon guy on SIP called Malts. Malts, like chocolate malts. I guess. <laughs> Who used transporter device to move him to SIP? Yeah, they're sipping the malts. Oh. And he do this because he was prison, because he was captured by Kirk's Krevman army guys. <laughs> <laughs> but who weren't army guys because they followed Kirk, who braked orders and breaking orders bad. Do you understand that sentence? <laughs> is it important? Uh, well, okay. First of all, the word because is in there how many times? One... <laughs> Two, three, four. The word because is in there four times in one sentence. And now we're back in OK. Oh, almost, the almost the end. Almost the end. No, I have no revenge. Khan yelled loud, lick pain, and planet explodes, and Khan vus die, or vus he. Ooh, leaving end. it open for a sequel. <laughs> Right? Well, come on. It's obvious. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, you know what this means? We have mocked Finland. We have. We're sorry, Finland. <laughs> so Don't take it personally. It's we just can this never one go there. <laughs> oh, wow, that was weird. That was really, really weird. Yeah, but, you know, it had some, some classic uh, some phrases in it, like Kirk's Krevman Army Guys. <laughs> And I like um, chief chef guy leader. Yeah, chef guy leader. That's good. That's 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 really wonderful. And I like that con vas rage because con vas rage. <laughs> he vas rage. Must, I mean, you most know, of the time he is. That's that's just the way it goes, wow. you know. Okay, we have one more thing. This is from Julia, and she's clarifying some movie things for us. <gasps> Yay! Which, you know, we appreciate. Definitely. Please, please clarify. Okay, um... <laughs> she's so funny. In the time-honored manner of geekery, mm-hmm. I felt, italics, physically compelled <laughs> to correct one point, which was about the silliness of loading up the Enterprise with fresh out of the Academy cannon fodder. Okay. Okay. As depicted in the movie, and recapped in many places, the Enterprise has 
had not yet made its maiden voyage, and the cadets received field commissions so they could rush off to Vulcan, while the rest of the fleet is in the Laurentian system participating in <laughs> the Gasparilla Day Flotilla, <laughs> or whatever they were doing that was more important than defending Earth. The confusion probably arises from the conversation between Uhura and Spock. As a senior with an excellent record, she is apparently expecting permanent assignment to the Enterprise. As we see later, when Kirk comes by all swollen and mumbly to visit her, her assignment is not as a bridge officer, but as an ordinary communication, but at an ordinary communication station somewhere else in the ship. Okay. I didn't get any of that. No, me neither. I assume it's the same for the rest of the crew. Some were going to be permanently assigned to the Enterprise anyway, but most were just whoever happened to be around who was qualified on paper for the position. That would explain the middle-aged guy. Maybe he was going to be serving under Pike, or maybe he was some desk jockey, hadn't manned that position in ten years. The whole thing had a kind of Pearl Harbor feel to Mm. me. Hmm. By the way, Wrath of Khan used this same trope, sending the training vessel Enterprise off to Regula with a crew of cadets. Mm -hmm. But uh, my feeling is they set it up better by saying this training vessel. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Agreed. On another topic, it's probably hopeless to try to convince you of Chris Pine's acting prowess. Yeah. (laughs) But I feel I must come to the defense of his basket. Oh, okay. That's good. As this essay on space underwear shows... (laughs) The meat does appear to come with a decent side of potatoes. Really? <laughs> yes. Okay. And uh, so there's a link. An essay on space underwear. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's go see this. Oh wow! Can you send me the link to this? I please? am doing that right space now. Space underwear. Oh, I'm sorry, Jack. I didn't mean to step on your paw. He says that's okay. I'm used to it. It happens all the time. Okay. Now let's see what this is. And the title of this post is, The Future's Looking Bleak, Ladies. Yes, I created an entire post about Star Trek underwear, but hear me out. (laughs) My major takeaway from the bedroom scene was UNF Chris Pine. What does that mean? I don't know. My second semi-coherent thought was, seriously, these are the bras of the future. So how did they get these screen caps? I don't know. Huh. I have to look up UNF and find out what it means. Okay. I'm sure our listeners are like, you guys don't know what that means? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, there is a picture of the the green girl in her underwear, and it says, where is the bust-enhancing space technology? Shouldn't we have progressed from flower textiles to... MF asteroids or something. Where are the strap? Where are the straps made of tiny tractor beams? This looks like something from Gala's Secret or the Sears catalog. UNF stands for Universal Noise of Fucking. Oh. Okay. I never heard that before. And it says I was less disappointed in Captain Kirk's space tidy whities obviously. And yeah, you can mm-hmm. see um. Which, if I had found the swing leg of the bed capture, seems to exhibit a horizontal junk flap. (laughs) Can anyone confirm this? At least they tried, guys. (laughs) Horizontal junk flap. Uh, But, you know, it doesn't make up for it. No. And, And, you know... Let, let's just talk about package for a second. Okay. Because, you know, now we're on the topic of it. And here's the thing. Like, in all of the, the times that we've ever talked about Bill and his package and Kirk having an EVE and all that, it's not like Kirk has a 12-inch dick. <laughs> I mean, in he's all got the, an 8-inch he, He's got a normal-sized dick. It's not that he has to have the biggest dick on the Enterprise because it's not the size of the dick. It's not that he has to have the biggest one that is so big that the top of his erection is coming out of the top of his pants. Although we would welcome That would be fine, but that's not the point. The point is not that it has to be really big. It's just that Kirk, because he's the captain, it's right there. It's prominent. It's prominent, and you can't ignore it, and he has, you know, he's no shame about it. He's totally proud of it. It's just right there. It's part of him. You have to accept it. He's not trying to push it down or hide it with a book or anything like that. 
And, and so it's not the size of it. It's just the prominence and the space that he gives it, you know, that it, he's just kind of walking around and there it is in mm -hmm. front of him and all that. So I just want to make that really clear. It's not that it had to be big. No. But it, it, it was obvious mm -hmm. and it was constant. Yes, yes. And that his pants were really, really tight and yep. that, that wasn't a problem for him. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, a, a Trekkie that I have lost contact with um, said that he was a a visible protruder. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. <sighs> so, anyway, I, I just wanted to point that out. Okay, I'm just um, scrolling quickly through the... Um, I know, and all of the comments are about the girls. Where's the comment about guy stuff? <laughs> okay, here's somebody named Nunya B. I don't get Uhura's bra at all. Maybe Spock found bras with adornment illogical and distracting, and the simplicity and clean lines of her boring-ass underwear were like the Vulcan equivalent of a crotchless thong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a crotchless thong would be nothing. That's true. How would you even make that work? <laughs> <sighs> that would be invisible underwear. Do Vulcans wear underwear? I wonder. Um, I think we've seen little panty you know, lines. Panty well, lines. that's because Fox and Starfleet, and, and Starfleet, they issue you underwear. You have to wear it. But I wonder, you know, they're wearing robes all the time. Yeah. Underwear doesn't seem logical to me somehow. This, this, um, this whole post, um, live journal thing is full of abbreviations I don't know. <laughs> GQMF. I'm assuming it's motherfucker. Gentleman's quarterly motherfucker. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'll look it up. GQMF. See, everybody's getting an education as well as, uh, as us because I don't know what the hell that means. Yep, I'm looking for this is disaster company uh, comments. This is a disaster. Oh, there's there's lots of discussion if you wanted to click through but a million all, links. It's all <gasps> about girls. Oh my god. GQ motherfucker. What does GQ stand for? GQ is a magazine that typically features very good-looking men, and so it is used as an adjective. It means obscenely attractive. Oh. That's pretty good. I like that. Okay. So Kirk is a GQ motherfucker. No, he's not. William Shatner is, but... Oh, our Kirk. Our Kirk, yeah. yeah. Okay. I like that. That that I like that abbreviation. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I could start using that. Okay. Well, here's someone who uses a little kitty for her icon, Aww. and her name is Cherry Blossom Ninja. Oh, my God. I like that she had such a normal bra. Because it's like the one I have. And then Majandratu says, in all caps, but it could have been a laser bra to match her fierceness. <laughs> a laser bra. <laughs> hey, you got something against laser bras? Oh, God. Um, on another semi-related topic. Okay, uh, the horizontal oh, flap? Uh, yeah. Kangaroo pocket. That's where he keeps his little baby bad acting Chris uh, uh, Pine. Okay, okay, that sounds good. Um, on fun stuff that you find on the internet, I sent you a link to this, and I just I, I think I'll blog this as well. But oh, okay. There are some people who make some really good Star Trek icons. Wait, where did you send me this link? Oh, uh, like days and days ago. Oh, okay. Um, and there's there's a now. live no 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 there's a live journal group, um. And there's a couple of people on there who have been making icons. Now, I don't use Star Trek icons for live journal or anything like that, but I know that there are people who do. So, um, you know, you might find these useful. And this in particular I thought was really good. Um, some of the Kirk ones were actually pretty funny. So uh, there's a couple that show Kirk with a fairly impassive look on his face, and the, the caption is, acting. Oh, I see that. <laughs> I thought that was good. <laughs> and then there are several where... Um, Kirk's giving, uh, uh, sorry, Spock is giving the Vulcan nerve pinch to Kirk, and, uh, you know, Kirk, of course, Shatner's making his, his, ah, face with his <laughs> mouth wide open, and the caption is, damn kinky Vulcans, which I thought really? was really good. <laughs> ah. 
And there's some others where <gasps> they've just managed to do screen caps of Kirk with funny expressions on his face. Wait, look at the close-up of damn kinky Vulcans of the ripped shirt. I know, from, and the blood uh, uh, amok time, I know. Oh my God. Isn't look, that good? Look at those. Isn't that good? The packs, I mean. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, and then there are several of Kirk kissing lots of women, and the caption is Captain Kirk, intergalactic man ho, <laughs> which I really like. He's kissing Ahura, he's kissing Edith, he's kissing Miramani, he's kissing um, Shauna, he's kissing. Uh, really? Uh, um, I think that's uh, Lenore right there. Lenore? Uh, the Conscience of the King woman, isn't that her name? Yeah. Okay, I just pulled that right out of my brain somewhere. Really? Oh, and then if you scroll right down to the bottom, there are a couple really good ones. Number 37, which is um, a little animated thing of Kirk in the Empath episode swinging back and forth. It's animated? Yeah, on mine it is. He's moving. No? Here, look at my Not computer. Not moving on mine. Number 37. <gasps> Isn't that nice? Oh, yeah. He's, he's shirtless and hanging by his wrist, and he's kind of swaying back and forth a little bit. And then the visible panty line in the red tights is yes, also quite nice. Yes, yes. Now, this is interesting. Mine displays differently than yours. Oh. Yours is two ups and mine is threes. Oh, how weird. Well, anyway, they're nice icons. Oh, they really, really I like are. It, yeah. yeah. So I'll definitely post a link to that at the blog. And for people who like their icons, there are some good ones. There here. are some really fun ones there. Yes. You'll have a good time with yeah. them. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, do we have other stuff, or does that kind of wrap it up? I think that wraps it up. All I right. don't have anything right on hand. No, I don't either. And I think we need to think about getting some lunch. Yes. And, and uh, heading up going to, to the, the big city, city yeah. and confronting all the gay pride people and telling them, be proud, we're getting <sighs> out of our way. We're on, we're we have to go to do an audition. audition. Yeah, that's yeah. true. All right, that sounds good. Well, um, this has been a better show than last time. Much better. <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot more. <laughs> Uh, so follow us on Twitter, leave reviews on iTunes, please, please and thank you. And come see us in person. Come to Chatfest. Yes. Come to uh, Yerba, Yerba Buena. Buena Theater Festival. And depending on how our audition goes, there may yeah. be something else for you to come see us at. That's true. We're, we're going to be like Bill. We are going to be everywhere. And shilling for it. And shilling. Constantly. Shilling. Shilling. <laughs> I, hope, I hope we can get a gig like Easy Steers. Oh, that would be awesome. You know, I showed that to Greg, our friend in New Zealand. Who knows how to make this. Yeah, he watched it. He was laughing, too. He's like, I can't believe it. Like, who is the guy who owns the company? He must owe Bill from a poker game or something. But then after he got done watching it, he goes, you know, that's actually a really good idea. Well, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> that cracked me up. All right. So until next time, listeners, go build some stairs. Yeah. To heaven. To heaven. Yeah. You have to wait a minute. All right. Wait a minute. Yes. Cue the music. Turn on, Backstage at Supernova now, a lot of stuff goes down here. It's a bit like being with a rock star. Indeed, I am with the rock star of the Supernova world now. Carl, how are you? Very good, my friend. How are you? How would you describe your career in one sentence for people? That's a tall order, isn't it? I know. I'd just say going very nicely. Thank you. I was completely knocked out by your uh, portrayal of Bones McCoy. From the first scene where you hopped on the shuttle and you're being all paranoid and you've got the conspiracy theories going, you had the character down. You know, I'm a a long-term fan of the show and it was a wonderful opportunity to step into the role of of Bones McCoy, so wonderfully played by DeForest Kelly for 40 years. How daunting was it? The great thing about JJ is that he provided a fun, relaxed, yet focused environment for us to play. It wasn't really burdened with you know, pressure about uh, what had gone before, and I think that's why the, the movie uh, has a, such a great levity and warmth to it. And uh, speaking of levity, uh, Chris got a bit of action, uh, of course uh, Spock got a bit of action. Will you be getting some action with the ladies in the next movie? I certainly hope so. <laughs> I just feel um, the wonderful thing about what I do is that you, know, you tell a joke in, in theatre and you get an instant response from an audience. And it's not until you come to a place like this, you know, a year or two after you've actually filmed mm. the movie and get that response from your audience. And it's just really wonderful to uh, be able to come here and kind of reward the fans for making the film such a success. 
Now, a lot of people give sci-fi fans, anime fans, a bit of a bum rap because of their intensity. To me, it just seems like it's people getting excited over what they love like people would with sport. Yeah, I mean, I think that's cool. It's just a really wonderful opportunity for people to get together and uh, share a common uh, appreciation of movies, comics, and, you know, all things sci-fi fantasy. It's, uh, it's, it's good fun. Where would you like the Bones character that you're portraying to go? Where, where would you like that to go? If you had control over the script, what would you like to have happen? Well, the great thing about what JJ's done is now we have 40 years worth of Star Trek canon to cherry pick from, and I'm just really looking forward to continuing the journey and to continuing to evolve those characters into uh, you know the kind of relationships that had made them so successful over the past 40 years. How sore is your signing hand? Is the last question because how many signatures have you done out there? <laughs> I have no idea. A lot. It's early days yet. Thanks for your time. I really appreciate it.